Welcome back to On Base Live in your Bleach Report app. I am Mookie Betts, and today is a very special day. Um, I got my uh, my homeboy, Freddie Freeman. He's the guest today. Um, and today is uh, season one finale of On Base. It's been a special, uh, this has been a special thing for me, Freddie. <laughs> it's been a very special thing. And to have you on for the last episode, that as I told you, yeah. that's how I got you on the show. Yeah. It does mean the world to me. Yeah. And so I, one day I just went and talked to him because he said no. He didn't want to do this. I think we're at four months of saying no. Four months of saying no. <laughs> and he didn't want to do this. And I think I, uh, I started to cry, but I didn't. You know? <laughs> I tried to I pulled on his heartstrings. Yeah. And I said, Freddie, it would mean the world to me if you, if you do the last episode. And he pinky promised me. I did and, pinky uh, promise. I think we kissed our hands too. Yeah, on it the pinky too. promise yeah, with the, the kiss on the end. <laughs> yeah. Once you pulled, once you pulled on my heartstrings, I, you know, I have to say yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So let's get into the show a little bit. But uh, before we do, I want to uh, list off a couple of your accolades. Seven-time All-Star, 2020 NL MVP. Who came in second or third that year? I don't know. <laughs> three times silver slugger and the 2021 world series champion that's the most important that's the most important one that's the reason why we play Mm -hmm. we got another chance this year um but we'll get into that part um a little later on so now we uh we play the uh this game on base off base whether you're in or out very simple game okay all right let's do it jay hay elevated your style are you on base or off base on that? Um, on base before my wife came into the picture. So did I you? I used ha- to wear. Um, <laughs> so in the minor leagues, I was you know kind of a square and didn't really do anything and didn't have any style. So when Jason came along, that was when polo was big back in the day, mm. and I was matching my polo shoes to the double XL polo shirts. <laughs> oh, that's when the big tees yeah, were in. The big tees were in. Yeah. So me and Jay were matching polos back in the day. So <laughs> yes, have- I at least had a little bit of style. It didn't look great on me. It looked way better on him. But yeah, and then everything you see now, it's usually Under Armour head yeah. to toe, or my wife picks everything. So does she? Does she? Does she lay it out for you, and then you just put it on? Uh, yeah, work? you know, she does like the pictures of this. Is, you need to wear this with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, nothing ever is me because I have no style. And you don't want to take the time to learn it. No. Even in LA, <laughs> all the swag out here, you don't want to take Well, that's why I have my wife. She's perfect at oh, it. She's she... great at it. I'm, we're all not you, and then look yeah. great like you do, but that's <laughs> why my wife makes me look somewhat decent. She makes you look good. Okay. Yeah, thank all you. Right. Shout out to Chelsea. Yeah, so, but Jason, yes, at the start. On, yes, uh, yes. On, you're on base on that. Okay. Yes, on base. What about this? You would rather hit a walk off home run in the WBC than a walk off home run in the World Series. And I think this comes from because we all know where the passion for Canada. Yeah. Well, we don't all know. Let's, yeah, let's okay. kind of so, let's explain um, that. Let's yeah, explain I played that. for Team Canada in the WBC uh, the last two years because my mom and dad, most people just know my mom, but my mom and dad are both from Canada. And I lost my mom when I was 10 years old to melanoma skin cancer. So That's why you wear the long sleeves. Where I, why I wear long sleeves every single game, uh, just in memory of her. So, I, But I, I think... Yes, hitting a walk-off home run for Team Canada would be cool, but hitting a walk-off home run in the World Series, in the World Series yeah. I don't know. I keep seeing clips of Max Muncy doing it here. That I mean, that is as cool as it yeah. probably can get right there. But, um, yeah, anything 
with Team Canada on, and no matter what it is, is special just because of my mom's. But I think I would have to say hitting World a Series. Yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> I wanted you to, to speak on that. Yeah, because uh, it was weird. You know, when you said you were going to play for Canada, yeah. I was like, why is he playing for Canada? Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know yeah. the story behind yeah. it. So would you ever play for Team USA? So I played always... for USA when on the 16 and under and 18 and under when I was a kid. So, But now you... But no, no, I think it's just more of I do it for... And I've met so many wonderful people with uh, Baseball Canada, um, you know, Greg Hamilton, who runs all of that and puts it all together. you got Larry Walker, who's our mm-hmm, hitting coach. There's mm-hmm. just so many wonderful people, and we actually won a couple games last time, so I think 2026, we're going to be coming for you guys. You, know? <laughs> you were saying that all spring. Okay. All right. Angels in the Outfield is uh, is the best baseball movie. Uh, uh, off. Uh, no, off. Off base. So what's the best baseball movie? Um, my, all three of my kids are watching The Sandlot every single night right now, so I've really gotten into that lately, but um, – I'm a heartstring kind of guy, so okay. I like Field of Dreams and The Rookie, uh, like kind of like those kind of stories that, you know, kind of mean something. And when you grew up in OC. Yeah, I did. And you were you an Angels fan growing up? I was a massive Angels fan growing up. And so you did? You, yeah, I grew up now? 10 minutes from Angel Stadium. So um, most people to... says it says Fountain Valley on, I, I was not, <laughs> I was born in a hospital. I was there for like two days oh, in Fountain fair. Valley, but I grew up in Orange. Um, which is, you know, about 10 minutes from Angel Stadium. Um, and then my family moved to Villa Park when I was 15, So we're, which is the next town over. So. Okay, we'll yeah. get into so that. So I grew up an Angels fan. Garrett Anderson is my favorite baseball player. Mm. Yeah, GA. And what's cool is I've gotten to, you know, hang out with him, play golf with him nice. since I've been here. So That's it's been, cool. It's, it's really, Not really everybody cool. gets yeah. to achieve that dream, and no. you did. And now you're everybody else's favorite player. Okay, so now, last one. Okay. Cousin Freddie is a term of endearment. Yeah, from Kenley, your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> You're on base on that. Yeah, I'm on How, base. When did that start? It I, started, I, well, it all started when we flew to Chicago together last season in oh, 2022. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You slept the whole flight, and yeah. I. Um, I think you held Ken the whole flight. I did hold Ken the whole flight. We, we were playing with stickers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's when it all started. Um, you know, I babysitted for four hours. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> not every time she sees you. Yeah, now I get hugs, and now we're now she's doing her modeling poses because oh of her fashion stuff. It is so cute. Oh it's so goodness. awesome. <laughs> it, it, she she freaking loves you, bro. Every time we go on the phone, let me see Freddie. Yeah, I want Freddie. Every to time see Mookie my dress. Facetimes with his family and Ken, I I have to get on the Facetime yeah, too. So it's cool. It, it's really cool. <laughs> All right, so let's switch gears. Okay. This year, um, you're probably having one of the 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 better years you've ever had. I would say. Yeah. Um, what would you attest that to? Like, what do you? What's been different this year than other years? Um, I, I've been asked that the last couple of months of like why I've been, and I really don't. There's no blue. There may not be a reason. There why. really isn't. Um, I don't know what it was, but you know, every year you do a little bit something. Like last year, I only hit 21 home runs. This year, I hit a little bit more. So every year is a little different. Um, I think it just kind of happened that I stole a lot of bases, so mm-hmm. that's why everyone thought this, but. I would say it's just more of as I've gotten older, you just understand the player that I am and who I am, and I don't try to be anything different. Um, I have a routine and approach to everything I do. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah you do. like everything I do is really <laughs> planned out. So um, I think that's just more of, 
and um, you know, I get to have my family. I have about yeah. 10 to 15 family members that come to the games every single they, night. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. I don't want them to see me. I see you over there waving. Yeah, I don't want them to see me stink, so yeah, I got to yeah. try and play good every night. <laughs> and then, um, obviously, when you have guys like you and other guys being back with Jay Hay, it, it just push you to be the best. Yeah. And you, and obviously, you want to play as well as you can and win as many games as you can. So I think it's just L.A. brings the best out of people. And so do you feel like just comfort plays a huge part in someone like you because yeah. think about it, the first year you still bald right yeah. the first year you still bald but it was new for you yes. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. this was all new for you and let's go let's go through that like how was that how was dealing with that change you know nobody's really heard from because you know you don't yeah. you don't like talking about mm-hmm. it but i'm your boy <laughs> and i'm gonna get it out of you how how was it going through that change you um know? yeah you had, it's really a mindset change yeah it's know? if i'm you know I, I i don't like change i usually do the same thing every single day um but yeah it was a massive change for my family and i more of i was thinking of like charlie's baseball and mm-hmm. stuff like that like mm-hmm. trying to get my family settled into a new place but uh, i try to take a step back and realize that people you know change jobs all the time yeah. mm-hmm. um it's just not me switching <laughs> a job you know so um i and a lot of people counted on me to to do my job very well so um i was able to compartmentalize pretty right when i got to the field it was easy to just put it yeah. off and go yeah, out there yeah. and play play baseball but um you know it was a huge change um especially when you know i was with one place for 15 years and then you're used to walking in and knowing every single person and last yeah. year i walked in that first day of spring training and i didn't know 80 percent mm-hmm. of the people and you know that's it's nerve-wracking yeah. it's uh it makes you feel on edge uneasy and you got to learn um the comforts of other people too of more of the hitting coaches, what kind of cues they can mm-hmm. do for you, um, you know, trying to understand Doc and how he works, and then get to know all the guys on the team too. So, yeah, it was huge. But when you have the front office, you guys, the coaching staff, and everybody that's associated with the Dodgers wrap their arms around uh, the Freemans like they did last year, it just made things um, a little bit easier to put our feet on the ground as soon as we can. But obviously when we played uh, the Braves the first time and I got my ring, I yep. think, and we got to Colorado that next day, it was a huge weight off yeah, my shoulders. That, so you're balling, boom, this year, mm-hmm. and you got to 59 doubles. <laughs> yeah. And so every at-bat, where I, I know that you weren't necessarily trying to hit a no. double, but in the back of your mind, you kind of know I need one more double. I think it was more I needed one more home run. Uh, for 30 oh okay, you know okay. but i wouldn't you know i don't really try for that and stuff like that yeah, um but- you know the last couple of weeks um i hadn't been feeling that great at the plate yeah um mm-hmm. as you know we yeah, it, we, one of I was, we, yeah we were grinding in the cage trying to figure <laughs> it out and i was just trying to f- feel good at the plate so if i felt good i feel like that would have came with it yeah. and it was just like little flashes. Like I had the one game in Colorado where I hit the hit the home run and then hit the double. But then the next day, it's like I can't barrel a ball. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was just off and on. And then I had that one game, the first game in San Fran, I had the home run and the double. I was like, oh, yeah, we might we, we might do it. Yeah. But then I got to the cage the next day, and I couldn't even hit the ball in yeah, the cage. And I was yeah. like, ah, this is going to be good. I, I, good. But I mean, 59, 60, I mean, it's just – I mean, the, everyone loves round numbers in our sport, in our job. It yeah. job. It's really cool, but it's really one – yeah it is i mean still a lot of doubles (laughs) i sat on 39 homers for like a month for a for about a month (laughs) and when i tell you i wasn't trying to hit a home because to your point like if i felt good i would have hit a home yeah but in the back of your mind it's like okay there's 
two weeks left. Yeah. Okay, now there's 10 days left. Okay, dude. We're going to five. Colorado. You, we got to get one You got to get one in Colorado. <laughs> you leave Colorado, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, no. And then and, – so it kind of I was sucks. thinking about 29 home runs more than the 59 doubles because I want – you okay. Know, like yeah, that's fair. thirty home runs yeah. is kind of cool. So. Thirty home runs is done cool. that a couple of times, and then of course I sat on it. But I only, at least I only sat on it for two days. I'd rather have hit thirty nine like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I want to ask this because uh, people don't know this. Going through this last month, mm-hmm. I remember because we ride the bus together. Yeah. To and from the field. I mean, we're together all the time. Yes. And so I see when you're talking on the phone, you're talking to your dad. Mm-hmm. And people don't know, like, your dad plays a huge role as really your hitting coach still. Yeah. And you're, what, what year for this is? This is my 14th year. 14th year, 14th season in the big leagues. Yeah, so I talked to my. You'll call in Big Fred and he'll come get you right. Yeah, Papa Free is massive. And it's more of he is the changes my mindset kind of a thing. Like, most people just see the big picture and they see the 330 and this and that and they think everything's gravy. But there is little stretches oh, during yeah. that course of 162 that, man, I just I feel like I don't know how to hit the ball. I stand in the box. It feels like my feet are in the wrong spot. My hands are in the wrong spot. So most of the time when I feel like that, I'll call my dad and say, do you see anything? And I, I usually talk to my dad probably five times a week, mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. if I'm going good or not. Right. You know, just... I like to talk to my dad. Yeah, uh, sure. Him and I are real, real close. But um, he was actually here yesterday. Yeah, he's coming in, watching you. Hit. Yeah, he was here yesterday. I'll bring it up. Yeah, I'll bring it up. He was here yesterday in the cage, uh, working. He said I look great, and it's just you know, it's more of changing my mindset of yeah. like, oh, I, I don't think I'm feeling very good. My dad goes, you look great, yep. you know, and but yeah, I talk to my dad five days a week, good or bad, and he's still. I um, most people don't know, but. In the off season, I hit at my high school um, in El Medina, which is 45 minutes from here, um, and he still flips to me and throws me batting practice. And it's just me and him. Out and his shoulder? The, does he have to get his he, shoulder looped he, up or anything? He, yeah. So we play catch, and he he can throw 60 feet, you know. But oh, nice. we, I mean, we don't. He doesn't throw 60 feet, but he can get there. But this was the first year he started uh, not throwing as many strikes, uh-huh. and he was he was felt so bad. But I had a good year, so we're gonna have to try that again. Yeah, but it's just it more of the bonding time and. We've done that my whole life. It's just me and him on a baseball field hitting and just having fun together. And I don't care. As long as he can throw a baseball, I'm going to do it, even if he bounces every ball to me. <laughs> so is that kind of what you see with uh, with Chuck? Like, what? Well, Chuck is Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. If, yeah. Uh, I see all the time you come out early. Yeah. You'll, you And you do this a lot. Like, you come to the field at least two hours before you would normally get to yeah, the field, I do. if not longer. Mm-hmm. And you're out throwing batting practice to Chuck. Yeah. So I, I, I love being a dad. That's like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. And to create memories that he doesn't even realize they're memories mm-hmm. that are going to happen for him later on in life. Um, to me, it's everything. To see the smile on his face when we go out in center field and he hits a ball into the net yeah. over here at Dodger Stadium. And um, that's what it is for me. It's kind of what my dad did. It wasn't just to do it to be, make him a better baseball player. It's just to do that for bonding time together. And um, I got two two-year-olds as well. So mm-hmm. it could be four hours here before a game <laughs> in a couple of years. Um, and, you know, those days are usually pretty tiring. But yeah. um, they're the most uh, satisfactory for me, bringing my son to the games. Do you, and when you are working with Chuck, do you, like, 
actually teach him anything or you just kind of let him do his thing? Um, so I, I first year, a couple of months ago, was the first thing I ever told him. He kind of does everything naturally pretty good. And this was the first year I told him to put his elbow, his back elbow up. Oh, so you're teaching him to hit like this? I didn't, it's not to be like me, but, um, you know, because when kids sometimes hit their bottom, they're already, oh, their yeah. elbows down and they have nothing to like get, create more power. So now I have him creating a little bit more And now power. he's hitting bombs. Now he's hitting homers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back to young Freddie. Young Freddie, okay. you said you're from out here. Yeah. And uh, born and raised out here. Yep. Went to, what, did you play any other sports in high school? Young, uh, no, so I grew, I played basketball all the way up until high school, and then I started traveling uh, for baseball, which is, basketball is the first in September here in high school, so I had to cut that out, and then I played football for two years when I was seven and eight years old. But back then, you went off of weight. Um, oh, okay. And so when I was about to be nine years old, my weight would have been for 14-year-olds. And my dad oh, was so like... Oh, was a double striker. You on the line. I, I was the quarterback and a middle linebacker. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But then I would, I would have been getting else? hit by teenagers, and my dad was like, you're not doing that anymore. Um, my family is a big golf family. So if you see my baseball swing, the finish high two yeah. hands, I think that's where I got because I played a ton of golf when I was a kid. But... Once I hit um, ninth grade, it was just all baseball. And that was just because you didn't want to play golf or do anything No, else. well, golf and baseball the same season in our high school. Um, obviously, by that point, I was... I mean, you know, you're so athletic. I feel like you would have did something Yeah, because I was on the varsity. I made the varsity team out of as an incoming freshman. So when I right out of eighth grade, I graduated in the summer of 2000 and, gosh, three... Yeah, 2003, that summer, I graduated eighth grade in June. I played with the varsity team at my mm. high school in Medina that whole summer. So um, I didn't really have time to do anything more mm. other than that. And obviously, by that time, I just loved baseball so much that I didn't really want to play anything else. Okay, so then you're going through and you started to uh... – what college did you want to go to? Oh, so I committed to Cal State Fullerton. Oh, I didn't know that. Didn't, yeah, so I committed to go to Cal why, State Fullerton. Why there? Uh, because I was going to live at home <laughs> with my with my dad, and I was just it's fifteen <laughs> <laughs> it's fifteen minutes. Okay. Um, that is um, such so a answer. yeah, it's, I was going to okay. become a CPA. My dad owns his own CPA firm with his uncle, so, uh, with his brother, my uncle, and I was going to be a CPA and play baseball. CPA Cal State play Fullerton, baseball just but, like pops. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, we like numbers, you know. <laughs> okay, so go, uh, committed to go there, and then the yep. Braves draft you. Yes. And then what was the first thing you bought when you uh, – I bought an Escalade. Uh, Escalade. Yeah, and I bought that. Um, I made my dad <laughs> go and buy it for me when I was in Orlando. So I left. I got drafted in 2007, and I left like a week later from after. I got drafted when I was still in school. The draft oh, was because wow. Cali yeah, California. You didn't graduate high school till like June. Oh wow! 14th, so you 15th. were in school when your name. Got yeah, called. I still had a whole week of school left. Uh, you know, senior trips. You know, going yeah, to Knott's Berry sure. Farm out here and stuff like that. But I had gotten drafted, so I still had a whole another week to go. And then I left, and so I told my dad, I was like, "Dad, I want a, I want an Escalade." And he goes, "You can't buy a new one. You, I'm not. I would just won't let you do that." You know. That, so he didn't let you buy a new one. No. Oh no. He's like, "Why? Stuff. We can just get one that's." couple thousand miles you use and it drops the price by half the price I said that's fine uh but i said i want a lot of chrome <laughs> <laughs> i need a lot of chrome i don't you know how some of them don't have any chrome on them the yeah. older ones i was like no i need a lot I of chrome i want chrome. <laughs> chrome and i said i want to put 24 inch rims on it did you oh you're darn right i did oh man you have <laughs> and you know what that car is still in my family you know who drives that who? 
my grandma drove that until she passed a couple of years. So my grandma, who was 80, she 83, was yeah, 83 years old, was rolling around Villa Park, California, 45 minutes around 24-inch <laughs> ribs in an Escalade. It was so great. But now my uncle has it. I've kept it in perfect condition. You got to keep, you got to let Chuck, that, that's got to no, be Chuck's No, it's car. really, there's like 200,000 miles on that thing now. So, but it's still oh, rolling man. real nice. So way to go, Cadillac. <laughs> that was the first thing i bought i came first. home and my dad nailed it it was, it was beautiful <laughs> okay so you're going through the minor leagues yep and you meet jay hay yeah so can no i had already met jay hay you had already met jay hay yeah so can you kind of explain to everyone that relationship because yeah you know, everyone says me and you were close which we are right yeah. but you and jay were actually the ogs yeah so i met um there was an All-American game. I don't know what it is now or who puts it on. But like it was the Under Armour All-American Yeah, I'm sure like that. that. But back like that. then, it was the Aflac All-American. Oh, okay. You know, the little bird, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were at Aflac All-American um, in San Diego. He was the first baseman for the East team, and I was the first baseman for the West team. And they put us up in a hotel, and there was a community room that had games and, uh, you know, Papa Shot and okay, stuff like that. Yeah. So that's where we all hung out before we went and played. And for some reason, we went in there, and Jason and I just gravita gravitated toward each other, each other, and we were inseparable that whole week. And um, one thing led to another. We're going to different little showcases throughout mm -hmm. our senior year. Jason and I are always there together. So kind of attached to the hip at these things, and the next thing you know um, – you know, eight months later, uh, he's drafted first round by the Braves, and I was drafted by the, in the second round by the Braves. So he took a couple more months to sign. <laughs> he waited to like the last day. But so it's August, and I'm in Orlando, and Jason um, comes, and you know we kind of just you know stayed together and hooked up, and then he left to go to Danville, which is high advanced rookie, and so he left me for a couple weeks. Mm. But <laughs> then we had instructional league together there and then we decided in 2008 uh we were going to live together all the way through and so 2008 we were in rome georgia we lived together um then we got moved up to high a same day together so we lived together in high a um and then or no we got moved up yeah high a in 2009 and then we got moved to double a together and so that was in 2009 and in 2010 he started the year in the big leagues. He made the opening day roster, mm. which was the, one of the coolest things ever. Seeing that conversation and him walking out and saying he made the team was the coolest thing ever. But I started in AAA, and, uh, so, which was in Gwinnett, but we still lived together. Oh, because so, yeah. it's close. So he had, a, he had bought a townhome, and um, we, we lived together, and I lived at his townhome. But, so he would go south, and I had to go north because mm. and i was like which pushed me you know right, i was like yeah. i wanted to get there as soon as i could so i played really well in AAA, and i finally got called up and you know it's just kind of those relationships kind of like you and i it's just easy yep. um you know we have the mind, same mindset on life and 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 our goals in in life and you know we've been friends for 17 years he was a groomsman in my wedding um so things have just kind of naturally worked out and when I did everything I could to get him here this yeah. last year. And, and he, yeah, so he, take me through that. Like, when you've seen, because you kind of watch Jay Hayes' career is the wrong word, but time in Chicago yeah. unfold. And you, because you were right there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And as you saw it kind of unfolding and you got here and you saw that the stars kind of started to mm -hmm. align, yeah. like, what was, how, how did you go about that? Okay, so I went to, when we went and played the Cubs in 2022, um, you know, I went over to his house and hung out and, um, you know, we were just talking and he was just kind of talking about the situation and how things, you know, he wasn't going to be playing as much. And 
by August of 2022, it kind of came out that they were going to move on and they were going to mutually part ways, even though he had one year left. So I immediately found Andrew Friedman and Brandon, Brandon Gomes, and I was like, hey, Jason Hayward. And I just threw it out there. And um, we kind of talked about him a little bit. And I was just, I never talked about really the baseball player, Jason Hayward. I always talked about the person, right. Jason yeah. Hayward. Because um, if anybody comes in contact with Jason, it's, it's for me, it's like a life-changing moment for a lot of people. It, just the wisdom, uh, the care, the love that he has for each and every person that he comes across. And, um, you know, they accepted it for a little bit, you know, and then, but a month later, I threw it again. You know, mm -hmm. I never stopped um, putting Jason's name on the on the radar. And by the off season, Jason and I were talking every single day. I said, "How's it going?" Because they were starting to talk, and um, things just kind of felt aligned. Right. Uh, and it was just a perfect fit. I just knew it was a perfect fit, and I'm glad Andrew and Brandon saw the baseball player was perfect what we needed to. And mm -hmm. I said, no matter what happens, he's going to be great for the young guys and for everybody else. And he signed the minor league deal, and then he came out here for two weeks. And, um, you know, he stayed at my house for a week, and then he came up here for two weeks, and he immediately took Miguel Vargas and Gavin Lux to lunch. Mm -hmm. You know, just things – he hadn't even made the team yet. And yeah. he was just doing things that is – once Jay. you know him, is Jason. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, obviously he's had a great year mm -hmm. for us this year, but I think everyone can attest to the person Jason is, is by far what we needed in this clubhouse, I think, going forward. Yeah, I mean, somebody like him and, and Mickey, to be, yeah. to be you honest. You just bounce yeah. things off of him. And yeah. he's, he's been through so much and seen he's so much. Like, he's, yeah, like, it's like he's been through life. <laughs> yeah, he, he's already been through it, and he's come it back comes, and done yeah, it again for us. You know? like, yeah. I, he's just a wonderful person, and we're just so lucky to have him with us. So you guys are in the big leagues together. And yeah. you guys are in the big leagues together with, like, Chipper Jones. Yeah. And, so uh, who else was on that team? Yeah, it was kind of like, so I got called up, and we had Chipper Jones. You had Billy Wagner. Um, you had David Ross. Um, Derek Lowe, you had like back then it was like never you had like one young guy ever, you know, yeah, very, very, very yeah. rare to have mm -hmm, a rookie because mm -hmm. back then you had so many. And then you had like some of the younger veteran guys like Brian McCann and, you yeah, know, like yeah, Chris Medlin, yeah. Tommy Hansen, Jair Jurgens. We had so many, a good group of guys. But yeah, walking into the clubhouse my first day, I thought I was going to throw up. Um, <laughs> I sat in my locker and didn't say anything. But, but you Bobby, probably enjoyed not saying yeah, anything. Yeah, that was, but Bobby Cox comes up to me, and he goes, have you seen the lineup yet? I said, no, because I got there at like 1 o'clock, you know, like six hours before the game started. He goes, you're in there batting six. I said, what? Mm. I said, I'm starting today? He goes, yep, go get him free. I said, and it just walked <laughs> off. I was like, oh, my gosh. So that, that was pretty cool. Like, I got to play for Bobby Cox yeah. that, my first year. And, and then all those other guys, you know, um, Brian McCann really took me under, and Eric Hinsky was great, David Ross, just chipper, and all those guys were so good to young guys yeah. when I first came up um, that really shaped who I am t today. Tell me about this story with Chipper. Um, there was an ATV, yeah. the, the, the snow, you got snowed in, yeah. and you guys said, nah, we ain't going to be, you stay in. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Tell me about this tell Okay, about story. so Chipper and I... Um, used to live next to each other in Roswell, Georgia. Uh, it's about 35, 40 minutes north of Turner Field. Um, and so you know how we do a fan fest here? But back then, it was like a caravan. So we went to different schools and stuff. Um, so we had gone to uh, high school and 
doing all this stuff with the kids. And, but we got alerts that were like, hey, it's about the snow. Um, like, we don't know if we should continue to go. But they're like, oh, we got to go to Turner Field because there's a luncheon that we got to go and talk and ask questions. So we go and do that. It's like 1 o'clock. We come out, and our cars are just covered in snow. It's just snowing. And that day, everyone let everybody out of work and everything all at the same time. Okay, so if you thought L.A. traffic is bad, Atlanta traffic, when everyone's on, this, on the roads, is crazy. So we lived about 40 miles from Turner Field. So I had to try and get home because they canceled the last stop. And it took me two and a half hours to get from um, the parking lot of Turner Field to the highway, which should take maybe 90 seconds. Mm, two and a half hours. Just to get to the highway. And then, and it wasn't like snowing downpour. It was more of, it was ice. It oh, was okay, black okay. ice on the roads. And they didn't salt the roads. There mm-hmm. was, it, no one was prepared for, <laughs> for this. And um, so it took like nine hours for me to get off of the exit of where I lived. Nine hours. Nine hours. Yeah, because cars were going. It's a little hill. Cars would yeah, go up. Yeah, they gas. And then, yeah, so I got nine hours. I turned off uh, the heat of the car so oh, I could okay. keep my, I thought that would help keep gas. So then I got, and I got to the gas station, which is right off of the exit. So I filled up, and I still had, like, eight more miles to get off the road mm-hmm. to get, because we lived far off the road. And finally, um, there was peeing in bottles, you know, what are you going to do? You know, there's TMI. Yeah, there's so much going on trying to get home. And then this is why I had to get home because so we had a couple of animals. Chelsea and I live, you know, we live together in, in Roswell and she had a vet appointment for our animals. She left and but I had the only key to the house. Mm, so you had to hurry and get home. So she couldn't get back into our house and um, with the animals. And so she ended up going to Chipper's house and staying there with Taylor and his wife, Chipper and his wife, Taylor. So I had to get home to get so we can get the cat food and stuff like that. So I was just going to stay at Jason's place if I didn't have to, mm-hmm. which would have saved a whole. But the, we got a story out of it. So finally, <laughs> I got to uh, like a shopping center, which was probably 15 minutes from the house and I my phone was dying I had one percent left and I was like I can't make it home I'm just gonna sleep in the car Mm. and I'll try again tomorrow and um chipper texts me and says where are you and I said I don't know the exact location the address but I took a picture of the shopping center and sent it and then boom phone died Mm. so that was the last I had and I was just sitting there and then um like 40, 45 minutes later, there is a guy coming in camo on an ATV, <laughs> comes and comes into the shopping center and skids out like on purpose. And, and it's chipper and full camo gear. And he had brought a jacket for me. He's like, You're, let's go. We're going home. And so I was in, okay, so it was a, it was, we were on the caravan there, like, and um, you could see like I leather jacket oh, and pants. <laughs> And I had Louboutin shoes on. So, the, but the pants right there came up to like kind of where my pants are now. Oh, and so your ankles are probably bleeding. Okay, so it's like twenty degrees, and we're on an ATV, and he's going like as fast as this ATV can go. I am like like holding on to him for dear life, 
and uh, we get back, <laughs> we get back to his house. I guess Taylor didn't want him to go because you know, kind of dangerous mm-hmm, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But my wife Chelsea was like, "Go get him, you know, yeah, go go did, get yeah. him." And so um, he found me. We got me back, and I they had the fire going. I sat in front of the fire for like twenty minutes because I was just shaking. <laughs> and then we took my wife's car home, and we were able to get home. But that is the story because. Um, Atlanta wasn't prepared for the snow. That's a great snow story. Call. It's a great story. And then that's how he showed up. Look at, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> and then they made a bobblehead out of it. And then we had to do that. Yeah. There was a bobblehead of him and I. Both on of you ATV. guys on the yeah. ATV. And then we did a commercial. He was driving. <laughs> we were at Turner Field and he was driving an ATV in Turner Field. And like, Good for him. He's all retired. So he had nothing to do. Because yeah, yeah. he had been retired for like two years. So. That's it, I mean, it's, it was wild, but I don't want to ever go through that again. No, out here, you won't have to worry about it. <laughs> no, we don't have to worry about you that. Worry about that. <laughs> okay, so speaking of out here. Yeah. We have, uh, we've been playing pretty good this yeah. year, and I think a lot of people didn't really expect it from us. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear from you why you feel like we have been successful this year. I have my own opinion about it, but I want to hear from you why. So... You know, I've I've seen I've been on a little lot of different teams and how to navigate through the course of a season. I've been on a team that won the World Series when we won 88 games that year. Last year we won 111. Felt like we had a juggernaut team and we lost. And then I've been on 97 lost teams. So there's been so many different ways for me. Um, I mean, if you look at it from start to finish, we have Clayton Kershaw is the only one in our starting rotation that was there at opening day. Mm-hmm. We have four new guys, <laughs> and they're pretty much all rookies. All you rookies, know? yeah. And then, um, you know, I just think it's more of our offense uh, has, was stable throughout the mm-hmm. course of the year, and then our pitching was going up and down. And then all of a sudden, everything started to click. Pitching, relieving, like the back end of our bullpen with mm-hmm. Brazier and Bazooka and yep. Ferg and Evan – Everything just kind of started to come together, and I think it's more because of a clubhouse culture and atmosphere yeah. that we created down there that everyone started to feel comfortable and with each other. Everyone learned their roles. You add in Kike, you add in Ahmed, just things that kind of are not the massive piece that you just throw into a puzzle. It's the pieces that you just fit perfectly into a massive puzzle. And for me, when you have rookies – that take the steps that Bobby Miller and Ryan Pepio and Emmett Sheehan from the start of the season to where what they are doing now, it is drastic differences in how they carry themselves on the mound, their poise, um, what they're learning every five days, and obviously James and his mm-hmm. rookie season. It's, it's a cr- right. kind of amazing, his rookie season, how he plays center field. And then obviously the coaching staff in the front office, everyone pulls on the same screen string here and you know i think we just have a a lot of pieces and then you have us being at the top and just every there every day and it helps doc able to find lineups that work for us and i think it's just more of everyone just five six weeks in the season just realize like oh no we're really really good we're we're a lot better than (laughs) we expected wait wait a second we're really good you know and everyone in spring training is like oh we're not gonna win all these games the Padres this and that and you know you just kind you block it out like we do but then you start playing and then you know we're playing 500 ball for like five six weeks and then we caught fire then we win like 15 of like 17 and then we're like okay we're really good Mickey Rose been unbelievable at shortstop just Things just the defense. The, our defense, I know, at the beginning of the season wasn't very good, and then the last like four months of the season, our defense has been Amazing. really, really good. And then our pitching followed it up, and things just kind of 
you know, aligned and we just knew we were good and we started playing good. I think, and I think, you know, at the beginning in spring, you know, we lose the talent that we lost. It's yeah. hard to really believe that you're going to be just as good. I right. Know. And so I was on the other side. I had been here. I mean, I guess you had been here as well, but I was like, you know what? The talent that was here and we didn't win, like, oh, I wonder how this is going to be. And then it was really, to your point, the clubhouse. Yeah. That I think that's kind of really what kind of. It's just like us if a, you a were. There was little clicks going on. We just sucked those clicks out yeah. and just put you yeah. like everyone just was perfect in our clubhouse. Yeah. I mean, you lose Cody and Trey and Justin, who's been here forever. Max Scherzer. Yeah, man. like there's just so many people that you've lost that it's like, oh, how can they? But you then, can, yeah, but, but you can't even. We couldn't even try and replace. No, that you talent, can't. You can't you know? replace Trey Turner. No, you, know what you I mean? can't like, replace Trey Turner. I mean, yeah. you saw what he did the last two yeah. months uh, with mm-hmm. the Phillies and put them into the playoffs yep. too. But it, I think it's just more of the clubhouse and then the how close we got. It just transferred onto the field because yeah. everyone actually cares about each other. And when you pull for each other and want each and every person to be successful, that's what kind of happens on the field. Okay, so in playoffs here, what team? I think the people want to hear what team would you. Obviously, every team is good. Yeah, we're not I mean, saying no team is bad. By every any team's means. gonna be hard. Every team. Who who would you say? Okay, I I I would not like to face them right now. Uh, well, I mean, we got the Brewers or the Diamondbacks, right? So, which starting rotation would you? Yeah, I, mean? <laughs> I mean, you got Gallon, Merrill, Kelly, or you got Corbin Burns, and they just lost Brandon Woodruff. They just so. lost. That's the only thing. But, you know, I, I, but there's still. no really like. Pick your poison in that. It's always it's all going to be hard. It's just yeah. going to be a different hard. Yeah, it's uh, there's no like you can't say oh, I want this team. Like mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. we're all in the playoffs. There's six teams from each. Like you're the best six. But I mean for us, I mean I don't know. Would you want to play someone you're more familiar with, as in the Diamondbacks? You've played them 13 yeah. times. You know how. We know what to expect. I don't know. They know or, what to expect, too. But we see. went 5-1 and one against the Brewers. Yeah. So it's – do we – there's no Never answer know. you can really give. I mean, do you want to fly 45 minutes or do you want to fly four <laughs> hours? So there's always different avenues, yeah. you know. Like, is it easier on us to only have to go to Arizona or do – like, with travel and schedule? So there's no there's no answer you can really give. give. I mean, you're – Two great it's teams. Gonna be hard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, be really it's hard. Be rough. If we don't, if we play our game, I feel like our game is good enough. So yep. that's we just got to be able to control the outs, don't give extra outs, and get the big hit. So we got to kind of uh, fast forward a little bit because you know we got practice. Yeah, we got practice in a little yeah, bit. We got so fans coming today. We got too. fans coming cool. today. Um, we may have to get you on for another. You know, thirty minutes, depending on uh, depending on how season <laughs> you know how two hard goes. It took for me. Yeah, I know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Because the people want to hear from Freddie Freeman. Oh, Freddie okay. Freeman's the man. So, but I do uh, have a couple uh, fan questions. Okay, let's do it. A couple fan questions. Yeah. Okay. So, who's the funniest teammate on the Dodgers? I mean, I think we all have to go with Miguel Rojas. Miggy Rowe. I don't. I, I don't know. Kike is up there too, though. Yeah, but I don't know if that's the funniest. I think it's the most fun. Like, yeah. he brings the most <laughs> yeah. fun out of everybody. But it's going to be funny, too. It's going to be funny. Gonna I mean, funny we're all too. laughing. I mean, he dances four minutes before the game in our dugout. And <laughs> he's twerking. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he he's on the water now. coolers. Uh, <laughs> so, I, and that's also why we play so good. He keeps everything yeah, loose. Yeah. Uh, we just have a good good group, but I would have to say Miguel Rojas. Okay, so I got another question. What do you think about uh, Acuna's 40-70 season? 40-70. So... Think about uh, forty seventy. Yeah, I, I, me and JD I talked mean, about. I don't this even soon. know how you could fathom a forty seventy season. Um, 
That means he's just running all like he's running everything. <laughs> yeah, just running. It's, it's, if he stole seventy bases, how many times did he run? People, like, you don't, uh, we haven't seen seventy stolen bases in that long. Oh, and then oh. to, but the thing is, I think what took him to his the, his, the level that he's at is uh, his strikeout rate has dropped mm-hmm. drastically. And so um, those are just like balls in play now. That's yeah, better chances. So, yeah, to, so he's putting way more balls in play. I mean. Everyone knows that he's one of the best players in our league, and he just put everybody on, on notice. <laughs> like, on notice for, like this us. might be a yearly yeah. thing. <laughs> he's that good. And, you know, you could see right when he came into the big leagues in 2018 that like, this guy's going to be special. And everyone forgets, like, 2021, when we won the World Series, we would never have been in that spot without him. Without him. He had, like, a 1,000 OPS all the way up until the All-Star break. So, um we we thought we had no chance that year when we lost him and I, I he's been doing this and then last year coming back from the knee you know I think this is this I don't is know a forty seventy every year that's I mean, a lot that, to that's ask a lot for, but, but this is him though it could be like a yearly thing it's he's really an incredible athlete and he's an amazing baseball player that you know when we're done playing he's gonna be still going we yeah. get to watch for a long time well I mean when you're done I'll probably still still <laughs> you still got like a 40 <laughs> yeah, know, more years to go <laughs> okay so last question last question who is uh Freddie's co-gm in fantasy well right now I have uh, it's me and uh, our clubhouse attendant the, the clubbies yeah okay and um so those they run it though you don't you don't I, do I don't even I, he sent me a picture Gabriel sent me a picture of our team but um we're one in three and oh, I have a lot man. of questions right now. Oh, yeah. We scored like 70 points last week, right? Wow. It's just, no. That's, un, that's, that's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Right? If you're going to I'm going to need yeah. any trades. I asked for one thing, and that was because me and Mike Williams, the uh, receiver, are really, really good friends, but he just got hurt. He didn't even, he didn't even draft Mike Williams. Mm, I wanted Mike That's Williams. all you wanted. Yeah, that's all I wanted. But didn't even he, do it. Mm. But yeah, so we're one and three right now. We're pulling up the rear, I think. That's and all right. That's it, all right. We still got time. Still. We got Mahomes. Oh yeah, you good. You're fine. Right? You're fine. Yeah, he's you'll, good. You'll be all right. We'll be all right. You're, all right. So we got to head to practice. Yeah. Uh, so I got to wrap. Um, this is the finale of the last episode. I'm sad. Um, so I got to tell everybody bye um, to the Bleacher Report team. Thank you uh, to the ladies that have been here every day abby jackie audrey was on the team and then she she decided to leave us so but shout out to you audrey kelly thank you guys i really truly from the bottom of my heart i mean it thank you guys you guys have made this wonderful very enjoyable it's fun coming to work every day um you guys mean the world to me guys behind the cameras thank you guys i want to give everybody thank you um and uh be on the lookout for season two see you guys